episode number 69 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, episode number 69 of... Do you know what number that was at the weekend for me? I've no idea. It was the Tappan North, Tappan North Hill Race number. Oh, so very good. A 69 for... No, I can't say anything else about 69 other than that, so... so. <laughs> That's it. God, this is uh, this is this, is, this is gone a little bit topsy turvy. <laughs> well, welcome, listeners. We've got a good show this week. We've got one week to go for Kyle for the big dance to uh, UTMB next week. It's it's really not long now. What you know? Well, not one quite one week, but you must be at ten days, eleven days. Right, eleven days. So it's uh, yeah, Friday at six p.m. on the thirtieth. So eleven days. 11 days till the to, so we'll have a bit of a chat about that I'm still knee deep in marathon training we've got a bunch of results and when I say a bunch of results I mean there's there's a, a serious number of results which is good uh, we didn't speak about Sierra's and Alan last week so we're going to have a bit of a chat about that I'm racing this weekend Great Aberdeen Run so we'll have a wee bit of a chat yeah, about yeah, that and we've got a rant do we have a do we have a preview from, from Tom? Well, we can have a preview on, on... I can preview how I'm feeling, but, you know, I've been chasing Grace great run for a start list, and they won't give me one. Although, I, through discussions with the local press, i.e. Fraser, I've got an idea of who's running. <laughs> oh, but, exciting. Which is exciting, but great great run. You know, we've all, they've given us... They've got, kindly given us free entries, well, me a free entry. Yeah, if we want to, but and you, you can go. <laughs> exactly. So... They're very kind to do that, and we're saying, look, we're happy to promote your event in return, and they refuse. They just seem not able to give us, or not interested in giving us a start list. So, ah, uh, oh, I don't know, but I mean, I, I noticed uh, the ten k the ten k entries are open until Thursday. Ah, okay. Which I, I find, I, I think that's quite interesting. Why is the half marathon entries not open? It must be either a full or b. I can't um, it's full. Surely not, yeah. Surely yeah. not, yeah. And also, how can one be full and the other not? Because they said. They're on the same course at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I noticed it's uh, £33 for the 10k now. I think it was cheaper than that Which, before. That's, but... uh, oh, that's, that's, a, that's uh, a lot for a 10 that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a London marathon entry right there. It is. Do you know what, though? I actually think, so I, you're absolutely right, but so many people have said that to me, going, oh, London marathon's only 30 quid. But London marathon is, is, a, is a different beast. I think actually it's, it's, uh, it's I mean, maybe not the best comparison. But I don't know what what's the half? Thirty six quid here. Yeah, thirty six I think. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you as we do our usual opening ramble off. Well, well, what what, what would you be prepared to pay for a half marathon? What do you think is a fair price to pay for a well organised quality half marathon? At what stage do you think Oof, I'm not going to pay that? Before you say that question, I think we're going to uh, on the in the spirit of topsy turvy, um, our rant actually includes. Um, the prices of races, so does it? So, oh, so it yeah, does, yeah, yeah. So it does. So let, let's uh, let's let as as you would do as a let's topsy turvy the the show. Sure, yeah. So um, well, all right. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us, listeners, you can email us on tartanrunningshorts <laughs> at gmail dot com, or Facebook is at tartanrunningshorts, <laughs> and our Twitter is at tartanshorts. <laughs> on that note, uh, the inspirational quote is. Uh, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Oh God! Right. What was your question again? Sorry, I was getting well, awful excited of my. Uh, well, my no, I think you. I've just seen the rant. You're right. We should start. We should start with the rant, actually. So, I was just saying to you, what would you think is how much would you be prepared to pay for a well-organized quality half marathon? And 
you're right. That is a very before you answer that, you might as well lead in with the rant. Okay, so well before I answer that, uh, the actual rant is what is the difference? The difference in price between a hill race and a commercially run event. Now, let's let's reword this so the the rant, the anonymous ranter. Um, We'll make it a bit more general. So the difference in price between a, a club-organized race and a commercially run race. Um, so that is the rant. Now, there's a, the, basically the rant is that a commercially run event is significantly more expensive than, than a local club race, nine, most yeah. of the time anyway. Um, so, you know, you're talking... I mean, I was... I, I did, as I mentioned, I did the tapping off hill race in uh, Rhiney about 10 miles away from my house and it was five pound to enter. Uh, it, was, it was great. And then equally we did the, the Ballater Highland Games. So you, you, so you pay for your entry into the games um, and you pay a five or 10 for the, for the hill race. And if you get under X, num, X, I think it was like 25 minutes, you get your fiver back. So like <laughs> nice. half the field got their fiver back, which cool. I think's amazing. I, that's quite a good. That's a, a great we. Um, but there's no over, as you say, there's no overheads for that race. It's no, free it's to not, run on the trail. No. It's a bit yeah. of red and white tape, which you, yeah. people have out anyway, and it's people's time, which is you know we've all volunteered and given up time for you know races and whatnot. I mean, we organise yeah. a five k series that's free of charge for members, and it's just our well, time to to do it. Yeah, that, well that's it. So I mean go. So I think, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the tapping off hill race, hill race it, was, it was a rainy gala, so there was an element of, I think, inch trail runners, they put the race on and organised it, and they, uh, you know, all the, the club members baked cakes and things like that. And, and, you know, look at the Dice Half Marathon too now. Uh, Debbie, we were chatting about that last week, met her, her organising that, and this is just local examples, and I'm sure there's examples nationwide. Um, but the cost, what was it, 10, or was it, Oof, I don't know, like 15 16, quid, like that, yeah. Yeah, 15, 16 quid, 10 or a half marathon. Um, and okay, it's not the fastest of courses. It, it goes up and down the, the, the railway line. There's no roads to be closed. And it's it's min- fairly minimal. But yeah. but there's still an element of, um, you know, quite a good couple of hundred runners uh, getting involved. And, um, and the money obviously goes back into the club, which is fantastic. And it's all, again, run by volunteers. Now, you look at the... You look at a commercially run event like the Great Run, and um, you, you know, we, we even go as far as uh, you know the the Illuminator. You know the price mm-hmm. the price for the Illuminator. It's uh, it's like forty something pounds to enter a, a fifty mile fifth or fifteen k trail race at night time. Yeah. and is that not just taking it a little bit too far? I, I mean, again, well, that's when it comes down to what do you what would you be prepared to pay? You know, you get some people. I don't know how much a Premier League ticket is these days, but people will go and watch, to play Premier League to watch Premier League football. Will probably pay. I don't know what. Start starting off a ticket must be what sixty quid. I'm not talking about Scottish Premier League here. I'm talking about English Premier League, and that will be like that is what I imagine would be a a low end ticket. So if someone says to me, I'm going to get the opportunity to run a really well organised road race, it's you know the start will be slick. I'll I will be set up. To have a good race experience and whether that be run fast or run a good time or or have a good race and just enjoy it because it's you know that's why you train i would pay to be honest i would pay 40 50 quid for that hell i've paid 250 dollars for boston and chicago exactly yeah well, well that's yeah i i, I 
completely agree with you as well. I think um, if it's not an organised race and it's it's a little bit kind of, you know, it's it's a bit of a cowboy, you know, organised organisers are cowboys and it's fairly, you know, not not the whole race experience. I suppose it's kind of like a boutique style uh, experience you're looking for when it comes to the sort of top end races that you're paying mm-hmm. top dollar for, like the Chicago Marathon now. Uh, but you know, you, you know, I suppose you, you then go, what, what, what's, what are you, are, are, are races benchmarking their, their price against other races or what's taking into account that price? Is it the, the cost of, of, um, closing the roads and all the other things that go along with it? The, um, you know, the, the salary of the staff that haven't organized a race like this, or is it, um, or are they making a hell of a lot of profit on it and, and very little of it's going back to charity. It's, it's quite difficult to, to know. And, mm. um, and I mean, I, if you I, look at, I mean, road closures alone, you're talking, I mean, well, actually, I'm, without going into the breakdown of it, if you look at a, a, a major city marathon, you'll be talking hundreds of thousands to organise that. So, and I guess a city 10K, I don't know, I imagine would be somewhere between 50 and 100K to organise. So if you're only getting... So some and again it depends on sponsors and and all that but I think it makes me laugh when I see and I've seen a lot of our club members do this go oh I can't believe they're charging thirty quid for this race I've seen these guys drop you know drop fifty quid on a round on a night out without even blinking <laughs> yeah that is true well yeah you're right I mean I uh, you know I I say I'm moaning about costs of races but you know a race that costs a fiver is not going to get you the you know the the fancy the fancy race experience it's uh you know it's it's just basically you know you might be registering in a hall you know a, a wee masonic call somewhere and then you get your wee, yeah. your wee number and you know somebody blows the whistle and or shouts go and, and off you go at the top of the hill with a couple of flags here and there and back down you go you know and and uh i quite i think that's quite quite refreshing you know i, yeah. I, I quite i quite like the mix of of doing like you know some of your local races versus your your high end races like your your London Mar not even London you know, London Marathon is uh, I think that's a great value for money it's one of the best value for money marathons you, you, you can get out, out you know from a commercial standpoint um, and uh, in, you know like Chicago what, that was what was that two hundred dollars two hundred forty dollars yeah but but equally you, we're going there we're traveling from scotland to go to this race and really soak up the atmosphere but you know you don't do that every month do we you know that's uh you're right exactly. you know you, you do it once or twice and you train for it the whole season you don't care the price of it um and also it's what you're looking to get out of it i mean if you go you have different expectations if you go too long to a three pound hill race you're expecting the results to be handwritten on an a4 sheet of paper at the end and exactly, you're happy, yeah. and you're happy with that. Uh, you might not even see the results for weeks or days. Whereas if you go to, if you go to a, a big city race where you've paid a lot of money for it, you expect, uh, you expect a bottle of water at the finish. You expect, <laughs> you you expect a t-shirt. You expect results to be slick. You might even expect to get your splits. You might be allowed to get your friends to track you. I mean, I get all the expectations and. You know, no one is putting a gun to people's head that you must sign up to a race. So when someone says, "Oh, I can't believe how expensive that race was," well, you didn't have to sign up. And you know, exactly. count yeah. lucky stars, you're not, you don't play golf or ski because th- there's some bloody expensive hobbies compared to running. If thirty quid for a half, one, you know, maybe three or four times a year is your biggest worry. Well, whilst, they... whilst which you race in a pair of vapor flies. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in training. Exactly, yeah. Well, but the ETFB, for example, that, that I didn't realise how much it cost me. Uh, how much I, is the entry then? 262 euros. Oh, <laughs> I didn't actually realise it was that amount. Uh, but I didn't care. You know, I was like, well, I want to do it. It's a bucket list race. I mean, if you if you, if you want to, if I want to add it all up as well, I mean, we, uh, you know, the, the flight's over and oh, yeah. uh, accommodation and, you know, you're you're taking time out and, and, and finance out as well. So it's, it's kind of like, it's, it all adds up, but. It's uh, that a bit, the UTMB, the experience you're going to get is going to be exactly. phenomenal, I hope, and for yeah. everyone. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the on the fence when it comes to, but I think you can get some races that take it a little bit too far. Um, and you, you, you kind of think, really, how much is that costing? You know, how much profit are they making? Are they, are they giving back to the, to the community, the running community? I suppose they are if they're putting on a race, but, um, but if it's a shit race and they're charging a hell of a lot of money for it, then I would kind of question that. But yeah. Uh, so you know, have you got have you got any kind of? I, I suppose it would lead on to the next question. Have you sort of got any races that you've you've paid a lot of money for and you're really you you're kind of like, God, I could have organised this myself, uh, you know, and, and and charged half the price and. Uh, yeah, the Ethan Challenge. Yeah. Okay. I remember re- I remember doing that. And think I don't know. It was like it must have been thirty or forty quid. I remember thinking, finishing it, thinking that's a glorified obstacle course. That is, and you <laughs> yeah. know my feeling. You know my feelings on obstacle course racing, OCR. I mean, yeah. I've got OCR will never be reported on this podcast as long as I'm a co-host. It was rough. I know it was uh, at the weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I but think, like. I think and I, I remember finishing that and thinking that is a waste of my. That's a waste of money. Like it was. It was a, uh, you know, they for what they charged for what was not. I can't imagine. I just don't know where their overheads are. They had a bouncy castle to finish, and actually they had a diver in the water. That's probably what it was all about. And, um, and it was what it was. It was, you, even, it was just a pond, was it? Exactly. It, was just, you know, it wasn't even that deep. So that was the only time I thought, you know what, that I really begrudge paying that. Um, but again, more for me. I knew what I was paying when I went into it. But no, apart from that, I've never really. I can't remember ever paying a, a, a race fee and and thinking. That was a lot of money. I know, um, yeah, yeah, no, Chicago, Boston, never really, never been that fussed about it. I've never done a sports tour one. I, I know a lot of guys who, who do this, we've talked about this before, but sports tours, I think they could be quite an expensive way to do a race. But again, if it's a bucket list, maybe you're wanting to do the five marathon majors, fair enough, or six, however many there are, and you get, uh, you know, that that's the way for you to get in, then they get a guaranteed entry, because that's the other part of it. I know people who've raised money, who've basically bought an entry for the London Marathon and they've, they've ended up having to pay themselves hundreds of pounds to pay the charity amount that they have to raise because they want yeah. the place. That is an expensive way to do it. That is that is a really expensive, especially if you want to do the whole, the, the, all the, all the <laughs> yeah. marathon matrix. Because <laughs> a lot of them it's difficult to get into, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you're, what is there any of the marathon majors that you can just rock up and pay a, a few quid to? Or do you have to like... I don't think so. Do you have to get into the ballot and qualify? Or is there, I'm not sure. Well, but. I mean, you could argue London, they all have a time you can get in with. I mean, you and I, I think, are fortunate enough that we're quick enough. We could get into any of the majors we want, I think. Maybe not Tokyo. I think that may be a, maybe is that a ballot? I think if you're sub 245, you can pretty much guarantee a place at any major. You still have to pay for your, your entry, but you can guarantee a place. 
Um, London obviously changed their good for age slightly, so it's more like Boston in the sense that just because you've got a time doesn't mean you're guaranteed in. That at the back end there is still a a limit on the number of places, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I kind of I think that's fair. I think the good for age is a good system actually. I think to be honest, um, that yeah, can... I, I think it's I think it's good because it, it keeps uh, you know it, it aspires every single uh, you know person who's eligible to to run uh, regardless of age and gender i think it's it's great so yeah hi uh, so, so yeah that's, i think uh, that, yeah so there you go if i so to go back to it then so just to close the subject the original question how much would you pay for a good quality well-organized road race as in that you have to be more specific because right, so i know you it, paid 60 pounds for a 5k when did I pay that? Oh yeah, Boston, yeah. Fifty dollars <laughs> I paid for that, yeah. I must say it, like fifty dollars, unless... yeah. That was a bit of a knee jerk because I was like, oh shit, what if I'm injured? I need to be able to do some running out but there. Then, fifty dollars. Great the, race the experience, conver- though. Did you see? The conversion would be thirty pounds, wouldn't it? Or would mm. or, it would have been back back in the day or twenty five or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. Those, those, those are the days. <laughs> yeah. Two to one exchange rate. Well, the exchange rate for the currency euros is like basically one-to-one yeah that's it's true it's but you, you you come on man you saw the video of me with the national anthem i oh, got my yeah, mo- yeah. i got my money's worth out of that that was, <laughs> that was a, that's what you call a race experience you you knew that you were you didn't care what you what you looked like yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it you know you're doing the good old sean fantana getting the up. it was amazing you know so we'll have to i'm gonna have to try and find did you insta story that uh, I think I did it on the T. I think it was on the TRS story. Maybe. Oh, did you? I'm gonna have to find that again and share that. <laughs> that's gonna be the. That's gonna be the cover photo. That was uh, that was that was good fun. <laughs> so actually, I think my for me the magic number is probably fifty quid. If someone said the race will be a, a closed road, the start will be well, everything will be well organised, good bag drop, you know the no no issues, no weird delays, no pen problems. You're gonna get a, to- a t-shirt at the finish. You, you, the race will be set up that you can have a good run. That yeah, the race is on me, but you can have a good run if you. It's all set up. Uh, good field, interesting enough course. Although I, I care more about the the speed of it than how it looks. I would pay fifty quid. Okay. For, I mean, and then I would say the exception to that are the bucket list ones where you can't guarantee an entry. Whereas it is like a Boston and New York, that type of thing. Um, I wouldn't pay put it this way. I wouldn't pay two hundred fifty dollars to do. Loch Ness, even if you said you're going to run 220. Yeah, you would. Yeah, but that, yeah, but how, all right, not 220. (laughs) 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 Money can buy your PBs. Yeah, true. I'm doing, uh, I'm going to, at the end of the year, I'm going to do a a point to point, uh, the, 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 what is it, the the most elevation drop point to point marathon. Nice, what's that, the left down to, yeah, Cold I'm Bridges gonna organise it myself and just just me and make it a race, nice. and then get it on power of ten, and that'll be my PB. Happy How's days. that sound? Fancy? Start, well, I'll certainly come and watch it if you're gonna witness. I'll, I'll, I'll race pay referee. Was it fifty pound? Okay, forty-five pound for you, Enter. How's that sound? Nice. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, you get a two ten PB. Well, it, I, I'm I I think your question's pretty good. Like, so I'm gonna when you say road race, um, I think it depends on what I'm looking for. A really good quality road race with a good quality T-shirt, no interruptions, fast course, PB potential, 
Um, and 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 again, I think a lot of it's to do with the location as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody said to me, you know, you you're gonna go around, uh, oh, think of uh, Kirkcaldy, you know, the Kirkcaldy Marathon, and charge fifty pounds, like, nah. <laughs> sorry, if, sorry, any listeners from Kirkcaldy, but nah. So yeah, so you, I, be... take, I take it by that you're not doing the Kirkcaldy Parks half marathon this weekend then. <laughs> no. Oh, is that this weekend? Oh. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'm shout sure out to shout out to all people running that. I'd imagine this will be a tenner, isn't it? Probably, 15, yeah. 20 pounds. It won't be fifty pounds or, or, or. So I wonder how much the Great Scottish you're, you're Run is. You're in Kirkcaldy. Um, uh, the Great Scottish Run. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's not like thirty pounds or something. I would, so, I would think so, I, which again is I, a good I, price. Yeah, I would probably say, you know, if it's a, a, a in, in, in a good location, a decent location, um, I would say thirty to forty pounds. But then again, somebody like uh, one, you know, your top quality, your bucket list race, I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't, I'm not disgruntled if I have to pay over a hundred pounds for a race like Chicago or. Uh, UTMB because it's like one of the races of the the year and uh, or or even your career. So yeah, uh, I, but I you're doing one a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I think you're right. You know that I don't go out these days really and pay for rounds. If I do, I'm I'll be absolutely hammered by the end of it if it costs you. Yeah, um, that's that's not because he's tight. That's just because he doesn't go out. <laughs> yes. He's not going out and not paying for rounds. Just yes. to clarify, Kyle is 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 a stand up guy when it comes to buying rounds. But imagine if you paid for a round that's two hundred pounds. Think about what I was. Yeah. Dead. Would, yeah. Kill me. So so no. That's 30, no Thirty-five pounds it is for the half at Glasgow. Is it okay? That's decent. Yeah. I think that's uh, oh, an okay price. That's bullshit. It's more expensive than London. <laughs> London. How much is London? Forty. Thirty-five. I think it's thirty, isn't it? Really? That's I've amazing. Got... That is amazing. But, but then, yeah, but think, of, think of the overseas thousand. entries. Yeah, and you've got fifty thousand people running it, so they yeah. make their money pretty quickly. It's just people, isn't it? You know, exactly. people are—they're not per person. Yeah, I'm sure it works out to yeah. be uh, not too bad. But the, 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 I'm sure the race model for that works. The, the business model works quite well for for London. Um, so yeah, sure, well, yeah. I think that kind of exhausts our. Uh, That's a good discussion. Yeah. Run, so, so shall we keep going backwards? Shall we go into news then? Well, yeah, let's go to news then. No, we've got upcoming races this this uh, this weekend. We do. So, what races have we got this weekend? Well, well we, Great Aberdeen. Exactly. So it's on the Sunday, isn't it? Sunday, yeah. Sunday the twenty. What's that? Twenty fourth, twenty fifth, something like that. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Um. So who's running it then? Tell us who's running it. You're, so, Tom, Tom's running it. Fiona's running it. I hope. Yeah. So if we start with the half. I understand in the half. The names in the half are. Uh, James Hode, Aberdeen AC, who I think James is a, a six to eight minute guy. I don't have anything in front of me, but I think that's sort of what he runs in his on his in his prime anyway. I'm not sure what shape he's in. Metro Aberdeen's Jason Kelly. We've spoken with Jason on here before. Jason had a really good run in London at the big half where he ran was it sub seventy one. So Jason's uh, clearly in good shape. And I think then after that you've kind of got the best of the rest, which would be guys like me. I would I'd like to go low seventy three, sub seventy three. Somewhere on the 73 minute mark, anyway. Uh, so we'll see how, how I fare. There's, I think there's a guy, another guy from our club, Tom Doney, who's running, who's a sub 73 guy. 
And in the men's, I think that's pretty much it. On the women's side, I know Fiona's running, and there's a rumour that there's a, a phantom 65, 75-minute half marathon runner. Is that not just Fiona? <laughs> well, that, that was that was what I thought, but <laughs> apparently there's a woman, there's someone who no one knows who can run 75 minutes. So if that is turns Fiona, out to be true, Fiona Rudkin. <laughs> <laughs> Fiona Rudkin's uh, Fiona Brown's old uh, maiden name. Maiden name, yeah. So that that'll be interesting if that comes through. I'd, maybe it may just be a typo. It's maybe uh, maybe 175 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, three, to be honest, people, they might just, maybe they thought they were doing the 10k. Or something, you know? Uh, they may that you know, sad as it is, that may well be what it is. <laughs> uh, and then you've got then it, that's I think that's that's as I say, I haven't got a start list, so I'm going on, on word of mouth here. On the in the ten K I think it's a showdown between Ben Ward Van Beer and Chris Richardson for oh, the on the, the men's 10K. side. Oh, yeah. And on the yeah. women's side I think it's a pretty much made in the shade for Metro Abney's Claire Bruce. Now oh, I do okay. know I do know that Fat Simpson is not running. I do know that Will Mackay is not running, so the you know other people, quicker guys in the northeast. You're not running. Cameron Strachan's not running, and I know that Ginny Barand is running in the, but she's running in the corporate challenge, I believe. So she's going to be a victim of this nonsense start of the pens from hell. It seems all everyone's. If you're if, if unless you're if you're in any pen that is not like a, if you're any dedicated pen like a the the, the red pen for the Don's fans or the Jog Scotland pen or the corporate pen, you're all miles back. So. I think she may get uh, pretty badly affected by that. Anyway, well, surely though, what what happens with the race placing then? Does she not get like? Well, it'll be on can she, can she can she not just say, look, I'm I'm in the corporate challenge. Make sure that I'm at the front because that's not fair. Like, I, I feel quite bad now because uh, I, I feel like I've been I've played a part in in in, in, in <laughs> she has to go that, that, that wave, you know. <laughs> I shouldn't openly admit that on the show, my dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, know. I, I, anyway, that's. Uh, I think there's the. Re- I mean, I haven't. To be fair, I haven't heard that from Ginny. I heard that from someone at my work who's in the corporate wave. He was hoping to run about eighty minutes. Who's having the same issue? So, um, or other partners in the eight-minute wave. Anyway, so there, I think yeah. there, we'll see how it goes. But do you know what? It all just the sadness of it is. Is it's just not much of a field. No, it kind of dilutes it all, doesn't it? And you know, no you know, it's, it's it's no, it's, there's no surprise why um, why the waves are the, the way they are. I mean, it's it's to attract more runners to the event. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that so in terms of a preview of the Great Aberdeen Run, that's pretty much what we can say. Uh, hopefully, as I said, I was I said last week, and I stand by it. I was fifth two years ago, fourth last year. I, I'm going to go out for third place, and if that, you know, guys like James and Jason. I will happily let them. I'm ready to let them go because they are. I don't think I could run the sort of times they can run. But anyone else, I'm going to have to try and. I will try and race because I. Well, I want uh, arms and you know just make sure you watch the joggers in front of you, like so. <laughs> yes. Well, well, that's the thing. I, I'm going to be having 10k boys around us till three miles, so that'll be interesting to see if that how that affects the race. Knowing that you might not actually know what position you are in the race until suddenly at three miles when the 10k guys peel off and you're left with. Oh shit! There's four guys in front. Or there's actually, oh bloody hell, nobody's in front. <laughs> I've overcooked, I've overcooked it. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Well, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how it goes. I'm, I'm glad to miss it this year. I, I really enjoyed the race. I think it's, uh, I think a race like the Great Aberdeen Run is, is a fantastic thing for the city, and it's, it's a real shame that it's going to be taken away from us. And uh, I know. 
hopefully something else comes up next year and we'll just have to yeah time will tell i suppose um so yeah yeah oh well so that's so, so that's one and then you're in a better position to come out on the next race the space side way yeah so the the space side way is this this weekend um I'm I'm looking to take over this as uh, as race director for next year. You were uh, saying that before. That's brilliant. Very exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I think for, I mean I've never organised that. I mean I've organised like the Santa runs and uh, you know obviously organised things like the, um, the corporate games and things. But uh, I, you know I, I mean the, the, why am I organising something like the Space Side Way race? Well, I mean, it's an ultra race. I love ultras, um, but I also just love running. You know, I, we all you're the same. You know, just passionate mm-hmm. about running, and um, I, I think something like the Space Side Way race, uh, it, it would be, I, I, you know, I think it would just be nice to just keep keep the race going. It's in the past, it has it has stopped um, because of certain you know various reasons, um, you know, the organisers and things and. Sarah Louise Cole, she's stepping down this year, and um, so I'm hoping to, yeah, just try and, and, and you know keep the race going and um, just to personalise it in in the way that I would like to, and uh, and yeah, and if, you know people like in the past, I mean, I, but since I've been growing up, I've known about this race, and um, Don Ritchie's organised this race as well, so it's like cool. folk like that, you know, it's why would you not want to keep the race going, and um, yeah, looking forward to to seeing how it goes and um yeah uh, obviously not doing much just now uh, in terms of organizing it i was obviously hoping to go and i suppose even re- you know wreck the race and, and the, the the format and the organizing of it this weekend but we're waiting sh- i'm waiting shamanie this saturday so unfortunately i won't be able to make it which in a way is perhaps quite good because it's, it's almost like you know it's a blank canvas so um, which is quite quite refreshing in itself. So so that's that. That's my. Uh, but anyway, a little bit about the space side way rate. Um, so it is it's an ultra marathon. Yeah. Um, and it's thirty seven miles, and it's just yeah, it's just as as we say, it's uh, just along the the space side way. So it's it's the race starts at the Craganmore Distillery in Ballandalough, and takes you all the way to Bucky. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So that do we know anyone running that? And do you know anyone who's in the in the field? I don't actually, unfortunately. I should really have um, asked asked the organizer who's 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 racing. However, there's a start list. Uh, Jenny Reese Jenkins is running, so she's always kicking about in the ultra scene. So be good to see her. Uh, Rory Campbell, he's he's taking part too. Okay. Michael Rimmer, is that not a? The 800 meter guy. <laughs> yeah. He's running. Ste- stepping up. <laughs> 37 mile race. Uh, so we've got 180. It's just now. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, there's some other names in there. Gordon Gunn, who was the Gordon's organizer of the Alpha 10K. We've got. Uh, Terence we Forrest, Terry Forrest. Uh, uh, Dave Andrews, is Dave running it? He's got. Yeah, he is doing it actually. Yeah, Dave is. That's correct. That's he, correct. Yeah, Dave is doing it. Tom Doney? No, I'm at, he's Tom Dave Scott. Dave Scott, who he gave me his polls as he's doing it. Um, Sarah Simpson, one of my friends, she's doing it. I forgot she was doing it. So yeah, quite a few people are doing it. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good uh, one to link to members to talk about that next week then. Yes, we do. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, so other than that, there's other races kicking about. We've got, geez, uh, what else do we got? 
There's Highland Games again. There's, there's Jesus. We're still Highland Games. We're still not finished them. Blame the me. Union Street Miles this weekend as well. Oh it? yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, the Union Street Miles. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably piss a few people off. This Union Street Mile is the most. Is of all the races I know in the area, it's the one that fails to meet its potential in any way. The Union Street Mile is. It could be fantastic, and it's not. It, it could be. It's. It's kind of like you know the the vision of the night of the ten k's. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you want, you basically want everyone there. You want all these waves coming in, and you know the fact the elite guys all the way to your to your your entry level runners taking part in it. Exactly. And all these all these races, a real big celebration, and uh, and yeah, it's, it's it, it kind of just flops a, a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and it's no no fault of whoever organises it. I think it's just well, it, it is in the sense it's, it's not it's not it's not marketed properly. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. And it, I think it just again, it's you know, I, I'm sorry, some some races just need, and I'm not saying obviously the space I wear is not not what I'm meaning, but just races in general. Um, you see in the calendar, you just change it slightly, change, just shake it up a little bit, and Agreed. um, and, and personalise it, and, and you know, make, even something that's a, a selling point, a unique selling point, like the night of the ten k is a perfect example. You know, that could have just been a ten thousand meter race, a BMC race, but what have they added to it? They've added like bands, and they've added, you know, a wee a beer tent, beer tent, it, yeah, just the the number of lanes, so it, it it makes it the Tour de France style. They've They've got a commentator commentating about who's winning the race, and um, and it's all over Facebook. It's it's got a, it's just got a real feel. There's an overseas cool. wave, and they've they've included like a ma- you know a major event, the European Ten Thousand Meter Cup. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, sometimes you just need to just change it up a wee bit, and, and it's yeah. amazing the participation that can come from it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that'd be. That, so yeah, other than that, I think yeah, it's a hell of a lot of races coming up. Jesus. Yeah, all I mean, those two thousands as well. Yeah, I think James Espy's doing that this this weekend. So he, okay. he was around uh, having a cup of tea earlier, which is, which is I was working from home today, so he managed to uh, I managed to sneak in a little cup of tea room. So he's doing that twenty. I think it's like twenty miles. So that'll be interesting. Um, we've also got the Scottish Hill Running Championships this weekend in Broughton Heights. Um, so he's not doing the Scottish Hillman champs. No, I don't. I don't think he is. Uh, but um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. It's also a trial race as well, I think. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see who, who how who gets on mm. or how people get on at that race. Kirkcaldy Park's half we mentioned as well. That is this weekend. That's uh, my dad actually. I think is doing that. Am I correct? I think he is, or maybe he's, or he ha- or he was planning to. Anyway, that's. Uh, First race in first half marathon in Kirkcaldy for a long time, which is cool. And was your dad not was your dad not doing a race this weekend? He was. He was doing four for ten k. Yeah. How did he get on? Good. It was uh, what he's calling a retirement PB. Oh so, right. Yeah. Okay, so shout sure. out to my dad. He had a, he's he's on the he's on the up now. He did the ride London hundred uh, sportive a couple of weeks ago. So he's shifting his focus back from cycling to running now. So that's a fine a fine warm up for his racing, eh? Absolutely. So yeah, okay. no, he was he, he thoroughly enjoyed that. We'll talk about fourth actually once we go get to race results <laughs> in our reverse order. Congratulations to senior Brian then. Yes, I'll pass it on. Right, continue on. News then. We're, we're working our way well, back still. We're working our way back. This is this is quite refreshing, isn't it? It's actually, yeah. yeah. What do you want to start with then? Well, I think... The main one. Now, yeah, I mean, we, I, you know, we had that rant about... Uh, not even... Uh, we, God, we're ranting a lot today. Jeez, oh. 
Brandy. Must be getting all fired up for next week. That's what it is. Um, yeah. So uh, we 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 we. I failed to mention the. I know we mentioned it. Was it one of the races that we, we commentators weren't mentioning the full profile of of Scottish athletes? Uh, like Andy Butcher, who got the third um, best time in in the UK or second best time in the UK for the five thousand meters or something. So yes, I failed. Right. To, I failed to mention one of the best results of the year. Uh, and, and that was at Zierzenal, um, which is a 30k mountain run in Switzerland. And uh, we had three Scots who were taking part. We had uh, Robbie Simpson, Andy Douglas, and Jacob Adkin, who's uh, who's been in the show a few, couple of episodes ago. So, folks, I'm I'm really sorry for not mentioning this. I completely forgot to mention it. Uh, it we weren't podcasting at 11 p.m. last Monday night. That's why we were it slipped, and we were kind of uh, pushing to get it done. Exactly. So Robbie got a fantastic fifth place. Now the field was absolutely loaded with amazing was, athletes yeah. in it. It really was. Uh, and Andy Douglas was a minute behind, I think, um, in sixth place. And uh, Jacob, he was finished in seventeenth place, I think, maybe, or was it nineteenth? Seventeenth or nineteenth. So um, yeah, really good to see. You know, in that nineteenth place, even for for the European, is is a great result for Jacob and. He's been, you know, focusing a lot of his efforts in the shorter distance. But, um, yeah, really solid performances for, from all three of them there. Um, but one of the things, I mean, without taking the, you know, the the, the, the kind of the positive vibes away from, uh, you know, Andy and and, and Robbie and, and Jacob, the, the amount of, there was a couple of, in fact, I think there was three athletes who've been caught We've had a doping suspension. Um, now the first one is probably probably the most significant one I would, in my opinion, um, is the guy who came. So Killian Johnny was a winner. Uh, second place was your man. Um, where is he? Mamu. Yeah, Petro Mamu, who finished in second overall. He was just a minute behind Johnny. Who? Uh, so so yeah, Mamu has failed two doping tests, but he only served a nine-month ban. Now, the, the, this this do you know why that that's terrible, absolutely yeah, I terrible, terrible. I think. Um, yeah. Now, there's nothing in my eyes. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something here, but what's stopping the organisers from preventing them from running the race? I mean, and I think that's that's my problem with some of these races that they're, you know, I mean, a Sierra Zanal, it's you know, it's such a a massive, famous, exciting race, but. You know, at the end of the day, when it's not, a, are the organisers more interested in getting names and fa- field and fast times, and actually the the sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? The you know doing what's right and ensuring that they've got a clean field. I mean, yeah, I mean Mamu, he's got he's a he's a, a, I mean a two year ban which is re- reduced to nine months because he admitted because he admitted guilt. I mean that's that's that that shouldn't count for anything. You know, it should yeah. be. It should. It should have been. It should have been two years. I mean, well, you know, I. I'm... I, I think so as well. I mean, sorry, you were breaking up there. I think you're back. Back in the game again. Um, or I am anyway. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. Yeah. yeah. Crack on. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why you got such a short um ban. I think you maybe you know you, yeah you're right. You admitted the guilt, but I think you also maybe revealed things to um, you know to to to. That that would aid in the the, the combating of 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 uh, dopers, perhaps. I, I don't know. Um, 
But you think, I mean, he what did he get for that race? He obviously got a good bit of prize money for coming second. And the years prior to that, whilst he was on, on the drugs, he, he, he was, you know, preventing people who, this is what they, you know, like Robbie, for example. Robbie is a full-time athlete. He A lot of what he makes is from doing well in these races. Now, Robbie must feel a bit sick coming in fifth place when there's a, a guy who's who's a doper, a cheater. Um, who's resulted in him not getting that fourth place, which could be an extra few hundred pounds. Do you not? I just think yeah, it's agree. terrible. Um, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, and it's uh, no, it stinks. It, it does, and the not only in the male side, but one of the females, uh, Eliza Desco, who finished in seventh place, so she's served a two-year ban for EPO as well. Um, now she's obviously back running and eligible to compete, but like. I just, I don't know. I just also, think it, you say that the woman, the woman's winner, Maud Mattis, she had a, she's had a warning for yeah, doping, yeah. and apart, okay, apparently it was for a, a fertility drug, but it is on the WADA prohibited list. You know, this yeah. is where they, they need to be a bit clearer on, on, on maybe a bit more transparent on some of these things because you know she's win, she's breaking a course record, and as you say, she's taken prize money from other people. Then, if if we consider that she's She's guilty of doping. We we talk, we talked about Luke Trainer and people had a lot of sympathy for him. But at the end of the day, he's taken something that's on a prohibited list. And you know whether she wants to become pregnant or not, she should have, as a professional athlete, been aware of what she can and can't take. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Now uh, you know we talk about what what you should you know what you should be aware of when it comes to um, when it when it comes to uh, on your race you know at the race day you know your competitions now. What do you think about the the British triathletes across the line holding hands? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> pretty funny. What do you think of that? I thought it was fantastic. Um, think... So my money was on Jessica Learmouth. Learmouth. Learmouth thought that she won it, and then only for it to be uh, to for it to be quickly disqualified from the race. So she, uh, so the British triathletes, they were taking part in. Uh, one of the test events the, for the Olympic Games in Tokyo, so it was uh, it was one of the trials for the bit for the Olympic trials, I think. Um, Jessica Learmouth and Georgia Taylor Brown, a uh, really really hot day, and they decided to uh, yeah to hold hands at the finish line, and, and both of them got disqualified. So ridiculous. Was, I think uh, unbeknown to them, I, I think it was there was a, 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 a one of the rules. Um, Competition rule 2.11F states that triathletes must not finish in a contrived tie situation when no effort to separate the finish times has been made. Um, so, yeah, so while Learmouth was initially given the victory after a photo finish, she and Taylor Brown were quickly disqualified and their appeal was rejected, uh, which meant that Vicky Holland moved up from fifth to <laughs> the third winner. For that, that seems ridiculous at a test event. I mean... They should just they okay. I guess they're testing the infrastructure and how it works and all the organisation. They should acknowledge that in the surely that's not happening in the Olympics. I, I you know think what I mean? that, that when yeah. I yeah. I think what the issue is that it, it, although it's a test event, I think it was maybe still a, a it counted for something perhaps. Uh, okay. Um, I mean I might be completely wrong. Um, apologies if I am, but uh, but I mean I know. What what is true is that this race was one of the the trial races. I mean, it's the it's the Olympic test event, so 
it would have been for a lot of governing bodies, um, it would have been acted as one of the trial races. So yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be a, it's going to, I suppose it's going to give a few headaches to the to On some the of British the selectors, yeah. selectors, because there's a hell of a lot of top uh, female athletes, uh, triathletes yeah, get yeah. involved. In. So so yeah, so but what one one thing that's interesting is um, remember the Brownleys. I remember that, yeah. I think since then they've changed the, the 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 rules. Since then, so I mean, if the Brownleys were to do what they did now, it wouldn't. They would both get disqualified. I oh, when yes, when uh, Alistair yeah. helped Johnny, that's right. Yeah. But, so I suppose that's where it comes back to, you know, we're reversing all the way back again, um, to where it's so important that you should read the the, the most up to date rules of your sport. Regardless if it's, you know, you think triathlons maybe got a bit more rules than running, but, you know, when it comes to the importance of knowing what your TUEs that you, you should be, what you can and can't take when, when mm-hmm. if you've got a sore head or if you're feeling sick and things. Um, so, so yeah, so that, I, I think that was fairly apt to, to bring this one into the, the conversation. Mm. I am, just to go back to the Sierra's and Al, I'm, I'm glad that there has been a bit of coverage about the eyebrows raised about the whole thing. But I watched the race, and what was crazy is the commentary. They didn't say a single thing about it. They just they were absolutely pandering to Killian, who I'm not suggesting anything, but Killian, but certainly also to Mamu about how these two guys had performed amazingly to both smash the course record, and they absolutely took it apart. So one of them's doping, and they're not or is has known to have doped in the past, and they still celebrate him. That's really poor. And again, it's similar to when we talk about Luke Trainer. It just it almost shows that. Do you know what the repercussions are not that bad that you can you can you can try it and if you get caught then ah well you just go back to it now we still haven't heard what Luke Trainer's ban's going to be and I'm not I, you know I I do I think Luke will learn from it and, and come back but in the case of this Mamu he's had a, he's had he's, he's twice been caught doping he served a nine month ban and now he's back competing so to be and he won I think it was like seventeen hundred euros he won at Sierra's now so to be quite honest the implication is minor. It just doesn't show it paint a good picture for 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 runners, trail runners, and, and exactly. athletes to to say, well, if you don't, you're not going to get a lengthy ban. It makes a joke of mountain running actually, because it just means the rest of the running community look at that mountain running and think, oh, it's you know, you would never. I say this, you would never get that on the road. You imagine um, Mo Farah tested positive for a. You know, and it was. It came out there was a tested, a proper test had failed. It was all, uh, you know, confirmed, and admi- and he admitted guilt, which Mamu has done. Yeah. He would n- there would be no acceptance of him back on the roads. Ah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There wouldn't be at all. Um, no. And that, that, I think that's it. where it's it's kind of like it's it's almost just hush hush. It's like it's going to damage the reputation of your sport. To be honest, it's damaging the reputation of the sport if you're not addressing it and not serving actual decent bands now i uh did I, I i think i mentioned this to you now there's um a thing called the quartz event program that um that remember when i did mozart 100 last year yeah and i got this random email or was it a letter i can't remember what it was basically telling me that uh it was in the interest of your own health um and it's, it's basically the mission is it's to the quartz event programs to protect the health and contribute your health and contribute to a doping free sport. So I get an email, a message saying, yeah, because you're one of the elite athletes, uh, is taking part in the Mozart 100 kilometer race, um, to to get your blood taken. 
at, um, within 30 days before the start of the, the competition. Um, okay. And I think it's up to 15 days after the competition so that your, um, you know, your, your race, you, you'd count for the race. I've got absolutely no problem with, with doing that. Absolutely no problem. Um, and they, you know, I, I then went to the a private um hospital albine hospital got asked told them that i mean to get my bloods taken can you send it to this address um uh, t- send the results to this address now i could have been absolutely anyone yeah That's i see your point yeah like, I, there was no con- there was no control over it at all like i could be any run like they didn't ask for who I, they didn't ask me my photo id or anything like that they just i just rocked up um and said i was kyle Gregg and uh and they just tested me for blood. I've I've never been been a member, you know, because it was private healthcare. I've never I've never. They don't even if it was the GP, they wouldn't know who you are, unless they checked your passport. Yeah. I just I I don't know. It's just I mean, there's obviously like that's someone who doesn't. I obviously don't take obviously don't take performance enhancing things. I'm not good enough to. And uh, what what good's it going to do? Um, but like for these, I just I just don't. It this sounds like a dope, token gesture. Yeah, it's, I don't think this doping control works for mm. um, athletes. You need you need it to be something like the IOC, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can then, enforce it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not good. Anyway. Yeah, not good at all. I, mean, I think there's... I think we can... the dope, We can further our doping discussion another time. There's certainly... Yeah, it's not looking so good on the mountain running scene at the moment. Nah. I, I, especially... It just paints a really... Uh, just a, a murky picture for the for the people who work hard and yeah. make a living from it, and um, you know I I I don't think there's for me anyway, as far as I know there hasn't been anyone who's affected my performance on a financial basis or, um, but you know if someone like if I was doing the UTMB and I heard the top ten or top twenty because there was mm. yo you know if yeah, you know, Tommy gets a four for the Great Aberdeen run, and some boys uh, on 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 the sauce. <laughs> on the sauce, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be furious. Yeah. You can... <laughs> right. Anyway. anyway, but well, great, well done, the the British lads, the, the Scottish lads, I should say. Great to see them in action there, and you know, and up against them, not fair competition, and still delivering. So backwards, we're moving into results now. What do you want to start with? results now we've got a real mix of results folks we've got some half marathon 10k races uh we've got some hill hill races as well so what we're going to kick off with first <coughs> let's go you know let's go in the order they're in let's start with the bella belter 10k which is a is a race in it's organized by bella houston hires it's i haven't done this but i did the the a, a race in bella houston park which i think is the same course later in the year um, anyway, cool place to run, quick course I think. Uh, it was won by Martin Brown of Kamarik Harion Athletic Club in 33-32. Second place, Kieran Cooper, University of St Andrews Cross Country Club, uh, 33-45. And third was David McClure, Kamarik Harion Athletic Club in 34-14. On the female side, if I just, these results are not that well organised. The female side is... Is it Lindsay Curry? Lindsay Curry, yeah, Dumbarton AC, 40-52. Second place, Vigil Garcia, Dumbarton, 41-26. And in third place, uh, 
Miriam Alik, Fusion Triathlon Club in 42.03. I see we've got uh, a good old Stuart McDougall in there, running uh, for Fulham. It looks like he was running every day last week, McDougall. What the hell? You must be getting a few, a few uh, fruit and veg thrown at him for, for wearing that, <laughs> yeah. that English top there. So <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw. We'll we'll get onto the Paisley 10K, but I saw yeah. McDougall had a couple of cheeky photos with uh, with uh, with our man Sean Fontana. I wonder oh, if because he was in his film vest, he was trying right. to pretend that he was I running know, from Verclyde. I noticed that, and one of the other listeners to the show, uh, David Wallace, um, Air C4, so I think that's one of his quickest times um, for him. So well done to David. Uh, yeah, good big shout out to him as well for. Uh, so he he also did a couple of other races that week. So he's been a busy boy. Uh, amongst the full-time job too so well done to yourself David uh, yeah so that's the Bella Belter one it looks quite fast actually um, you know looking at the top five guys you know, 30 yes. Polish, um, you know Stuart getting that he's usually winning these uh, these 10k races or getting in the podium so for him to be knocked, knocked down to, 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 to seventh then just shows Absolutely, how yeah. quick, the, quick the race was there it's the field, um, yeah. so what else do we have on then we had uh yeah, we had the oh, we had the active root Drummond race. So we we did we we plugged this one last week, didn't we? Because it's our, mm-hmm. our good old man Gash's uh, <laughs> neck of the woods. So Mark Harris, who's a hill runner, he was the winner. Vet fifty as well, forty-one twenty-five. Ben Murphy, Murphy, forty-one forty-three, and third place, a Forest Harrier, James Ward, in forty-three thirty-six. And for the females, the first female was in in fact in fifth place. You have you know. Anne Hartman, 44-57. Second female was Pascaline Mollard, uh, 52 minutes, and Sarah Healy in 53 minutes. So that's the hill race in the Drummond one. Yeah, it looks quite a tough one, actually, that, that course up and round uh, the Drummond Hill. So, uh, yeah, one, one, for the, one for the future. Next up, we had Paisley 10K, which is a renowned fast course, but I hear it was quite windy. Uh, that was a win for our interviewee, Sean Fontana. He's on, he's on great form at the minute, 3140. Uh, he's obviously, as we know, Sean's shaping up for Valencia at the end of the year, so he's getting into a bit of form. Alistair McLeod, Shelton Harris was second in 32.19, and in third place, Alistair Campbell, Campbell Slang of 3232. Uh, uh, a couple of listeners who we saw who were also running. Shout out to Lewis Miller, 32-38 from Central. Jack Arnold, 33-20. Bella, who else have we got in there? Um, and McDougall, of course, 34-30. Back-to-back did races. What one? a man. Sure. He did, yeah. What a man. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> that absolute <laughs> hero. Um, in the the female uh, side, it was a win for also TRS interviewee Morag Miller in 35-25. Second place, Gemma Rankin, 35-45. And in third place, Lorna Young, Leeds City AC in 35-52. So not the, not the quickest of, of runs there from Morag. I think she's had an off day there. Um, good to see Gemma Rankin in the results. I haven't, seen Gem- yeah, I haven't actually seen Gemma for a while in the results, but no. Gemma, of course, is on the Marathon Project. Is she? All right. Oh, so yes. she is. You're right. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. And actually, oh. even further down the list, good to see a few names. Ailey Bell was running 36 flat. Fanny Goreku, Central AC, was 36.46. Jenny Wetton, great to see Jenny running 36.53. Of course, Scottish Marathon champion. So, yeah, well done. It's a stacked, uh, stacked female side. It is, yeah, it? it is stacked, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so another windy day at the fourth road bridge. God, you know, talking the weekend was windy all over, but 
for it to be, you know, a tanker, you know, going over a bridge when it's a windy day, it's going to be pretty tough for the for the times, I would imagine, unless it's a point-to-point yeah. tailwind. Um, so the the win the win was for Ian Whitaker of Edinburgh Athletics Club in 34 minutes. Uh, second place was Alistair Gudgeon, 34-48, Fife Athletic Club. And third place was John Hammond, Carnethy Hill Racing Club, swapping his washes for his uh, <laughs> his, uh, his, 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 his Pegasus, no doubt. And uh, for the females, we had in first place was Helena Rees in 41-30 from Fife. Um, second female was in first veteran as well was Fort Angela Sandylands, who's all, uh, always getting a mention in these days in 43 minutes, and in third place was Kirsten Turnbull in 43:25. Nice. There you go. It's sticking... uh, I, I don't know much about that race, uh, but I, I think it's quite flat, just windy. Eh? Yeah, well, the fourth road bridge is not that flat actually. If it goes over the if it goes over the br- the the road the old bridge, I assume oh, the it old does. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the new one's flat though, isn't it? Does that not go up and over? Is that I don't know. I'm not sure. I know the old one. I know folk who've run or bike the old one said it's actually a bit of a, a curve on it. So uh, yeah, not so maybe not so fast. Sticking not quite fourth road bridge, but it sounds close enough. The fourth or ten k was on the weekend, and it was. It was to be honest, it was an absolute metro cleanup job. It was won by <laughs> so top three in both categories were Metro Aberdeen runners, and th- I think there was a bit of a, a targeted approach to that, which so well, well done, lads and lassies. David Jameson thirty four forty seven for the win. Kenny Garden thirty five thirty nine second place. Rankin Lascelles thirty five fifty nine third place. Oh, and what was that? He's a smile for the first time. Oh, guess what, Tom? What? Live in TRS. A wee man Logan smiled for the first time. Oh wow! <laughs> Excellent. One smile, at Uncle Tommy. Nah, he's not smiling. Nah, he's trying to stop. He was smiling. Smile. Oh, oh no, he's crying now. <laughs> no, no, we're good. No. Well done. Well, there you go. That's oh, uh, that, that's recorded forever. My reaction to to Logan's smile. Oh, what a moment. <laughs> 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 As, as, if he gets a smile off his, uh, off his, off his mum, then it'll be a pretty smile, but perhaps Aww. not my one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's so. That was the men's side on the women's side. Virginie Barand, uh, the dominant uh, performances at the four for ten k. So well done, met her lads and yeah. lasses. Well, that's so it. just on the on the on the women's side, went finishing that. So Ginny was thirty seven, thirty six for the win. Uh, women second place, Jennifer Elvin, also Metro thirty eight, twenty eight, and third place. Nicola Gold, thirty-nine twenty-six, Metro Aberdeen. So yeah, clean-up job. Wow, there we go. That's that's great. So I, I, I have you done the four for ten k before? I haven't. No, not uh, never okay. done it. Well, one for the one for the bank for next year, as all these many other races we've got planned there. Eh? Yeah, indeed. Now the next one I've got is the near and half marathon. Okay. And um, now usually with the Highland Games it's a hill race, but. Uh, <coughs> Clearly, it's it's the half marathon for 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 Nairn. So we had the winner, pretty swift time to be honest. Um, John Brogan, Falkirk Victoria Harriers in one thirteen. Uh, yeah, that's good for, for that course, and it's it's quite a flat course, but yeah, absolutely. I'm, sure, I'm not sure. Maybe a little bit of wind, perhaps. Uh, second place was Daryl Reed from East Kilbride Athletics Club in one fourteen fifteen. 
and uh, third place, Armand Gordon Lennox. No, no club associated there. I wonder what's happening there. I'm sure you yeah, just forgot to put in. Um, so well done to Gordon and one seventeen eighteen. So first female was Megan Crawford coming all the way up to to, oh, cool. to, to take part in a wee a wee half marathon. Um, so one twenty four for Megan. Second place was Rachel Armitage, uh, a family full of crack and hill runners. Um, running for Inverness Harriers now as well. So she's 125, she's not far behind. And in third place, we had Leslie Hansen of Inverness in 126. So that's your that's your top guys. And your your first um, veteran is Dina Rossius of uh, good old Metro. Metro, well done, so Dino. T- 119.59, so a perfect sub-120 there. And uh, your, your first um, female veteran goes to Margaret Davidson. Nice. Of, in one thirty-eight. So there you go. That's your. That is your 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 results. So there's a couple more we've got. Do you want to crack on with that? Yeah, can do. So I think we'll. So it was the Scottish uh, track and field champs on the weekend. I think we'll stick to. We're not going to go through some of the, the sprint distances because that's not really what we do, but we will go to the, the 5,000. So if I start with the women's, it was a, a win uh, title for Annabelle Simpson, 5AC, 16.40. In second place, we had Kira Gemmel, Timmy Slothian, in 16.51. And third place, Naomi Lang, Aberdeen AC. Naomi and uh, she was 17.09. Both Naomi and Kira are under 20, so that's... Uh, Pretty impressive. Just going down, there's a few more names there. Avril Mason, Shettleston, 1729. Uh, she is Marathon Project as well. Fanny Goreco, sorry, was in fourth, 1722. I think Fanny might have done back-to-back races then. She must, it must have done the 5K, the 5,000, sorry, on the Saturday and then the uh, Paisley 10K on the Sunday. Fair play. Wow, jeez, oh. That's a, that's a hell of a lot. I've um, Yeah, the results, there's so many results to, to, to go through. Um so, did, did, did we speak about the 5,000 men? So yeah. We, we, no, no, we didn't. No. You go for the 5,000 men. So, the, the, the winner was our man, uh, interviewee on the show in one of our early episodes, Chris Jones, um, Dundee Hawk Hill, 14.15, so a comfortable win, um, 15 minutes, se- seconds rather, uh, ahead of, of Jamie Crow, 14.28. And uh, good to see Grant Sheldon on the comeback as well in 14.37, taking the third place. Nice. So yeah, that's um, and the under twenty results with Cameron Wright, fifteen twelve, Cameron Watson, fifteen nineteen, Hamish Hickey in fifteen twenty five. So uh, that's, yeah. that's great. That's great to see a stacked field there. I mean, obviously Ali Hayes in there, James Donald, our man Cameron Strachan, Ryan Thompson, Andrew yeah, Fife. I mean, it's great lot, to see a big, big names. Is good. Yes, yeah. indeed. Um, and well done, f- lads. Fifteen hundred meter female. Did you see that one? No, go for it. So, so Sarah Inglis was running that. So a oh, good I time. did see uh, that, yeah. Uh, 4.13, and Jenny Selman, 4.29 in third. Naomi Lang, so she's obviously doubled up as well. Um, but apparently but, apparently Sarah Inglis missed out on the a share of the prize pot by a fraction of a second. Oh, God. Absolutely uh, heartbreaking. Plenty of opportunities for someone in her calibre to Absolutely, yeah. Take, she's such get great fun. Yeah, Um so does that round up what we need to for the? I think probably the other one I was the other notable one was the 800 meter men. Uh, Neil Gourley uh, stormed away to in 148 for the 800. Um, yeah, a good bit, a good bit uh, ahead of Stephen Mackay from Inverness in 151, and uh, Ewan Dyer uh, 151 as well. So quite close. Um, Michael Ferguson 1500 meters 359. Uh, I think, uh, from what I hear, I think it was a burn-up in the last lap. Uh, 
for the for the fifteen hundred meter oh, race. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it was good to see your man Michael Aberdeen guy, uh Michael getting the win for that. So brilliant. Yeah, sub brilliant sub four, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, that that And you know what? ones you want to chat about. Well, I was just going to say, kudos to Scottish Athletics, because that was live-streamed on Vinco Sports. Now, we were away for the weekend, but I did manage to get a, a quick, cheeky stream of the men's 5,000 when it was going. So, yeah, really good to see uh, footage available at National well, Champs. It? it was, yeah. There was a link yeah, to it on there, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, really, yeah. Really good. If we can get more of that, then TRS won't have to go and live-stream these events, then, eh? <laughs> Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, so it, cracking on close to home, it was the Tapo North Hill race, which was uh, won by uh, a certain Kyle Gregg. I T- was, yeah. Uh, Team TRS. Team TRS, uh, running for a turn, running shorts. He was. He um, was indeed. So, so that was a. You want? Do you want to share your story with the with the listeners? Well, I realise, I realise um, my battery's about to go, so I'm just going to check, get my juice, and and uh, I'll be back. So do you want to just? Have you got the results well, in front of you? I do, yeah. So while you add your charger on, so the win, it was a win for Kyle Gregg, uh, our man, 3504. Second place was Alistair Thomas, Edinburgh University here in Hounds in 3521, and third place was Thomas Lalari, Edinburgh University here in Hounds as well, 3651. So they're all quite tight. Uh, you can you can tell us all about that. On the female side, it was a win for Veronica Oldham, Cosmics, 43-37. Veronica being the first uh, over 50 as well, which is impressive. In second place for the women, it was Ruth McKenzie, who's also over 50. She was D-side runners, 46-50. And the third female was Sarah Henry, 49-17, unattached. So oh, Kyle, you got, the, tell, you, got, you got the results bang on there. Spot on. So tell us about your uh, your victory. My victory, oh, it was it was one of those momentous occasions, uh, winning the tap of North Hill race. That's that's me unbeaten in that race now. Really? Wow. Yeah, two 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 on the trot now. <laughs> well, not on the trot. I I, I thought I uh, did the race a couple of years ago, and it, it actually transpired. It was six years ago. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I looked at the trophy, I thought, oh yeah, I did this race in there. Uh, so I initially I had it was when it was part of the I think it was like the Scottish Silverland Championship League. And uh, they they brought the one of the races to tap and off. The the poshest way you'll say north, eh? It sounds like a posh oh, yeah. way of saying it. it's, <laughs> it's a tap and off race. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, what is it? An eight k race? Not that big a climb, like three hundred meter uh, elevation, so not a big one. But on the day, I I decided I was going to do hill reps, and I realised tap and off on so the race is on, and it's. Uh, it's probably a good way of, of getting you know getting a hard effort and um, and maybe doing a little bit afterwards as well. So that's what I did. And uh, the, you know now these races, as we we know, people can come you know turn up anywhere. And a few of the guys from the Hades, the Edinburgh Hades, uh, took part. So the, one of the guys, uh, Alistair, he gave me a good a good wee run for his money and um, pushed me to the top. And I got a bit of a lead in the top, and then I, I kind of tried to sail back down and. It was a wee bit technical with the heathery uh, bits, and, and I kind of just, you know, relaxed it. Maybe a little bit too much, perhaps. Um, but I was just a little bit conscious that I don't want to go over my ankle, and you know, before it's so close to the UTMB. And the boy just went yeah. past me, and I thought, oh, for God's sake, right, I'm going to have to really push on now. So, uh, so he, he was a bit, you know, ahead for a couple of minutes, and uh, and then it came to the downhill section. Uh, which is a you know the downhill runnable section, so I kind of tried to catch him back up there, and 
eventually got him back on the road bit and you still you've probably got another half mile on the road and you're running down there and uh and I just pulled away from him and uh and, and got the win. So my time was thirty five oh four, I think, and the 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 times I've ran there before, uh I, I, as I said, I had the record for a while until James Espy beat it by like eight seconds or something. Oh um, tight. And uh, it was thirty three twenty five, I think I ran back then. So I was a little bit off, but it, it was a little bit boggy and halfway up the hill. So I think that would have slowed me down. And and equally, I think you know I, I'm not, you know I'm not in that shape. That's all I wanted to say about the race. A, a really well organised race, nice and simple, no no thrills. And uh, I got I got myself a wee uh, a couple of tinnies of of punk IPA. So that kept me. Oh winner. That's that's keeping me happy for just now. Happy um, days. So that's that's about it. Um. But yeah, I'll, I'll de- you'll definitely have to do it one one of the days. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next year we can put that on uh, my my hill running list. Maybe I'll do two next year. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and then the Lobins of Fife is the final result you'll be placing, though, folks. Um, that we're going to chat about. So the winner for this race was drum roll. If I can load it, that is. Oh God, it's not loading, is it? I was having real issues with Scottish Hill Racing earlier when I was trying to get the Tapo North results up. It's because of all the racing, that's what it is. Well, anyway, folks, we're going to... Oh, I've got them now. Uh, we have Liam Brab- Braby of Carnethy won it in 128.50. Jacob Dobson, Ken Ross Roadrunners, 129.10. So quite close between the first, in fact, the first three. Uh, Tom Lyons of Edinburgh Uni Hare and Hounds, 129.30. So there you go. In the female side, we had Grace Malloy. Nope, that's a lie. We had uh, Heather Anderson of 5AC winning in 148, followed closely, well, fairly close, uh, by Grace Malloy in 149. And third was, um, oh God, Egil Lauren Natai. From Carnegie Harriers. <laughs> nice <laughs> classics. Yeah. Uh, so that that runs it. That, that runs the the racing off. Very okay. good. So if we so crack it, continuing on backwards, then I guess I I can my training week is going to be wrapped up in like one minute. As I said <laughs> last week, nothing special, but just ticking them off. So I was what are we now? I think I might be like nine weeks to go till Amsterdam. I was eighty three miles for the week. Two good sessions and a solid long run. What more do you want? Spot on. That's it. Uh, that is spot on. I, Nothing feeling good, like a a smooth slick oiled a, a slick oiled machine. Yeah. So I did the session I did on Friday was good. I did eight miles at marathon pace and then went into two by a mile at half marathon pace and I felt pretty comfortable. Just t- it was really windy on Friday actually at Duthie Park and I was just ticking off the ticking off the miles at five forty five ish. And then the two half miles, I was able to pick them up. That was hard going, actually. I, I had really had to work to pick up the pace. Um, but no, it was good. And then we were actually away. We were in Aberfeldy for the weekend with, with uh, Fee's family. So on Sunday, I got I did a long run, 21 miles along this road, which is on the north side of uh, the River Tay from Aberfeldy to Strath Tay. I went out and back on there and then back to Weem. And that road is just this... You know when you go on a, ro- a country road, single lane really quiet and it's just rolling road and it's up and always up or down but not like steep it's just it's rolling that you can just keep clipping along and it was really good went into that i was just sitting like 650s 640s it was really good just you know 
15 miles came and went just clipping off these miles feeling good and then i just cranked it a wee bit finished with some 620s so really good long run really pleased with that pleased to get the miles in and yeah you know knock on wood i'm i'm all good i'm holding up so yeah i've got a few i've got a session tomorrow night and then i'll have a kind of mini i guess like a half taper if you like for for great aberdeen and then yeah keep keep going so yeah we're we're on on course Oh, well, it sounds like an absolute cracking week for you. Um, and next week's going to be the same, I would imagine. You're going to get a bit of elevation in as well. And, Indeed, uh, yeah. So, you, well, you're going out on Saturday to, to Chamonix. I'm going out a week. Exactly. I'm, I'm you're going to be Thursday. celebrating your PB. Oh, that, yes, of course, yeah. So, yeah. well, so well a great, great run. A great Aberdeen run this Saturday. Oof, PB, that'll be a big ask. But anyway, yeah, so certainly I'm looking forward to seeing what you get up to in the three, four days before I'm out there. And I can start to get some uh, get some running when I'm out there before the big dance. Oh well, well I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we we we're gonna have to certainly you know we we we've got a little meeting before we, the the big dance. And, we uh, do, yeah. I've I've got I've been doing all my um, equipment check as well, so everything's all all ready to go. So what what we need to do? Well, it's up to you. Do you want? We can discuss this in front of the listeners. Do you want to do? Do you want to Skype in for a final pre UTMB podcast next week? I think so. I think it'd be good. Cause I think it'd be great there, if you've got time. Uh, when, it, when I'm there, I'm going to have everything ready. You know? Oh, I'm great, gonna, yeah. Um, you know, I'll know where everything is. I'll know a little bit more about the course. Um, I'll know who's who, and, and you never know. I might, might maybe get a, a cheeky interview or two when I last them there as well. That's nice. Uh, but to be honest, it's, um, you know, when you're there, it's, uh, it's all that matters, you know. You're the, you're the main man when it comes to making sure that and what one thing I have, you know, when I was doing my getting all my kit ready, the amount of fuel I've taken, I've bought. I've, I went to Aldi and I got like these amazing SIS packs for like five, five, six pounds or something for like, you know, it's like nine gels and really uh, four like powder, um, you know, the sports drink, and I think yeah, it's, it's bargain. Really, it was a great. So folks, if you want to get yourself some gels and you like SIS. Get yourself over at Aldi. They're like dirt cheap. It's brilliant. So have you got a plan yet of how? I mean, again, we can we'll have our wee chat this week and then we can talk about it next week. But it'd be quite interesting to know, or even afterwards, it'd be quite interesting to know what you do. You work out how many calories you think you'll burn between set checkpoints because that's your opportunity to reload. It is. You're right. Well, the reason I'm gonna have to definitely work it out is like I weighed. I didn't even weigh it. It was like half my body weight, and I realised I've only got twenty-three kilograms in my luggage. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, well, give it, give some to me, mate. Honestly. Well, I was going to ask you. That's one of the the things I was going to ask you because um, I don't think I'm going to get all that in my bag. And, no, and I won't need it until the day. I'm so, fine. Uh, to, I am absolutely fine to bring that out. That's not a problem. Have, have you got? You've got um, a a big bag, though. I do. I've got. Well, I wasn't planning to take a bag, but um, when I booked, BA have given me a twenty-three kilos. So fill your boots, mate. Ah, oh, fantastic. Or fill, or fill my boots, I should say. Or fill your boots in, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll certainly do that. I'll, and and you, you never know, you can have a couple of gels while you're waiting in there. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of other buggers. So but, you're, uh, what, what a generous man. I, I know, look at that. Eh? <laughs> a cheeky little fruit salad gel flavoured. Um, oh, what not to like. <laughs> so so uh, in terms of, yeah, go back to your question, like, I, I am going to work out how many how many gels that I should kind of be taking. The, the good thing the good thing is um, I I don't have to you know there's there's refreshment stations but 
it's you kind of want to be in control of your own destiny in a way. You don't want to be relying on on the aid stations when you've got such a a long way to go. But I mean, these in in another you know in another hand, I don't want you you know hauling hauling a massive rucksack full of uh, gels all over the place. You know, on not mate. On the on the contrary, I will be furious if I come out and you don't use me. <laughs> honestly, yeah. no. Honestly, like what a waste of my time to come out. To crew this event, if you get there and you're like, it's all right, I've got everything I need, I'll be thinking, what the hell am I doing here? Use me, mate. Oh, don't you worry, I'll use and abuse you. Yeah, yeah, you'll be using and abuse. I'll, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be crying on you. I'll be getting you. Nah, it's, I've I've got my I've got my uses. Don't you worry. Good. It might be quite an awkward podcast afterwards if it's like just as a relationship breaker for us. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. Well maybe well don't worry mate, I'm gonna have all that captured live on GoPro. The Kyle <laughs> the Kyle Tantrum. Oh god. Or more, yeah. Or me going, sort your shit out. <laughs> Pull yourself together, man. Stop crying. <laughs> You've only run five miles. <laughs> Uh, you've got 98 miles to yeah. go. Man, fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't uh, care if Logan uh, just did his first walk at like two months old. Pull yourself together. <laughs> He's walking faster than you're running. Oh, it's going uh, oh, to be good. Well, it is. It's going to be good. So you know what I'm going to wait to do tonight, Tom? I'm going to wait to test out the head torch that you... Are you? Good. Yeah, Very I'm good. Check, make sure it works. Because um, there's nothing worse than I, of course. You know, getting the two in the morning that goes off, and I can't see where the hell I'm going in the app. So, um, so I'll get that sorted, and uh, I'll, I'll report back if there's any issues. Cool. Yeah, let us know if there is. Awesome. So, well, are we going to? So, why, why, why? I think next week we should dedicate the full show. Listeners, apologies. It may not be. We probably won't go through the full format of race results. Not next week. We'll just have a UTMB prep show. I think so. That that'd be. That'd be good. It'll be uh, it'll be good to, to it'll be like you know a little diary for me, you know. Yes, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, we'll give we'll give maybe some uh, previews of of who's who in, in in the you know in the races and the format of it. Um, also the top runners as well from the you know the UK and, and some of the Scottish contingent who are going along too. So if there's any the Scottish guys or girls going along, do let us know and uh, hopefully catch up with you when we're we're out there next week. Absolutely, yeah, that'll be really cool. Fantastic. So, other than that, I think we're we're all good to go, aren't we? I think we are, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well. Goodbye uh, and hello. <laughs> goodbye and hello. Yeah, yeah. This is episode sixty-nine of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. See you later, folks. Bye. Bye.